We're going to have today an extended briefing of everything that is going on in the world. There's a bunch of different reasons for that. We've got some humor woven in here because, uh, well, we just got to keep just got to keep humorous about what's going on. But I want to start with the spiritual side of everything. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. And I want to talk quickly about this idea of we're just supposed to sit around, hold on tight until Jesus comes and we get out of here. And we don't polish the rails on a sinking ship. Well, I'm going to be very direct here. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We aren't on that ship. We're throwing life preservers to the people that are on that ship. God has called us in this time not only to be engaged, he's called us to be revival, to be reformation. Every single thing that we need for revival as Christians is already living inside us. I want you to hear that again. Every single thing that we need for revival is already living inside us. Every single thing that we need for reformation is already living inside us. And many people don't even know the difference between the two. Revival and then awakening, we're talking about the hearts of people being changed. Reformation, we're talking about the heart of the culture being changed, permanently changed. We transform systems. And you you can't have revival without reformation and reformation without revival because they, they fall flat. If you have reformation without any kind of change of the heart, what you really end up having is tyranny. And if you have revival without reformation, what you have is chaos. And so we have to have both. And today, it's important to understand as we move into 2024, what God has for us in 2024 is a very simple, foundational covering that's going to grow on each other. Now watch this. We have the apostolic and the prophetic as the foundation, the apostolic, the vision, the casting of the vision, the governing and the bringing order to things. We have the prophetic, which is bringing God's word to bear, edifying, comforting, exhorting, building up. Then we have prayer on top of that, standing in the gap and being a praying people. Everybody, if you don't have a prayer hub, you don't even know how to start a prayer hub. I want you to contact us here at On Fire Ministries. It's very, very simple. Hello at SpokaneOnFire.Church. You can email us, tell us, hey, I want to be part of a prayer hub. I want to start my own prayer hub. And this isn't just for On Fire. There are over 70 ministries across the state of Washington that are involved in this that are going to be starting and have already started prayer hubs. And a prayer hub is two or three people that can come together, pray together, and, and we have a, a set of items to pray for. So everybody's praying targeted with the same things. It's not the same prayer, but it's just saying, hey, we want to pray over these topics. 
these subjects, and, and especially in 2024, it is going to be intercessory prayer from all of us, prayer hubs across the state of Washington. And we have a goal here in Washington State to have 5,000 prayer hubs across the state of Washington. And we're well on our way to achieving it. And join this prayer movement. Again, if you want more information on that, really simple, hello at spokaneonfire.church. Or you can go to the website, go to our Facebook page, put a comment on there. Sawyer makes sure that we get all of these things. So look, this is this is so critical that we start prayer hubs. Some of you are already praying. Now we're going to pray strategically. We're going to pray targeted together across Washington State, leading up into a special event that is going to happen next year. And I'm not going to tell you about it today. But stay tuned for that coming very, very soon, right after the beginning of the year. Now, if you have a church or a ministry that is experiencing revival right now, I heard that there are local churches that suddenly are doing deliverance ministry where they didn't do any before. Fantastic. And if you have questions on these kind of things, this isn't proprietary. We're here to be a hub. We can help the body. So part of intercession is standing in the gap. That is, hey, if you've never had these kind of things happen before, You've never experienced revival. You've never seen healing break out. You've never seen deliverance break out. You've never seen mass reconciliation of couples and, and just people ha happen. Oh, man, let's come together on this stuff. There's more than enough work for all of us. So contact On Fire Ministries. Be more than happy to sit down, talk with you, answer questions, and be there for you. And by the way, it is already happening here in Spokane. I love it. Former places that were dead are now on fire. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. And we're coming together as a body standing in the gap. So that's the prayer part. The next part above that is service. A lot of people will ask me, you know, hey, start, I want to start serving. I've got a degree in this and that. It's, no, hang on. I just want to share with you what happened to me. When I first was called, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, go serve at the church vacuuming the youth sanctuary. So I went and I vacuumed the youth sanctuary for a year. And then when he could trust me with his heart, then he called me into politics. It wasn't the other way around. I didn't get my degree and I have arrived and I am some... We need to break that off here in America and, and live humility, not just talk about it, live it. So what does God want you to do that you're like, ah, that might be beneath me? Maybe that's exactly, in fact, I know that's exactly what you should be doing. So get in the mode of humility in that sense. A few years later, Felt like the Lord was really leading me to volunteer, helping out with security for a, for a ministry. I did it for three years. Notice the progression here, one year and then three years. I was bringing people coffee. And at this time, I'm a state representative, okay? I didn't tell anybody about it at that time. I didn't have to make a big deal. I don't, I, and I'm not doing this out of like, look at me today. I, I want to encourage you with this testimony that when I served for those three years, just to, I never asked for anything, just served, brought people coffee, 
loved on him, helped out in the security realm. It was then that God could trust me with his heart and call me to be a pastor. Some of you want to experience breakthrough in your life right now, and it's, and it's the service issue that's holding you back. So take a moment, go back to what God has already asked you to do and start serving in that capacity. And you know what? It may be cleaning bathrooms. It might be the most humbling thing, like helping take out the garbage from the coffee ministry. It might be, it might be picking up the, the, the dog poop in your neighbor's yard and mowing their lawn. I don't know. But it's the moment that we think we're too good We've arrived that we're too much better than that stuff. The pride is creeping in. And this next year, as we're building on the apostolic vision and the, the prophetic words and the edif edifying things that are coming, and we're, we're building on prayer, we also have to be building on service. And then the last thing is, as you serve, as you serve, there is going to be an opportunity to experience things there that will develop a testimony. And as we like to say around here, and thank you, Pastor Dave Derrick at Dream Center for <laughs> bringing this to us. I love this saying. If you don't have a test, you've just got a money. And so what we believe here is that you are going to go through these tests and, and serving starts it. And then it, there's going to be a testimony born out of it. And it might be that testimony that is the key to unlock something for somebody else's walk. Maybe you get victory in an area of your life, like get victory over addiction, or you get healing in an area of your life over something that happened to you when you were a kid. And that there's a key there. And as you serve and God breaks these things off, there's a key there that now I can give my testimony and that is going to unlock somebody else's life. So those five things, that's what we're bringing forward this year as layers of covering to build on each other going into 2024. And as this happens, there is going to be more opportunity to not just serve, but to stand. And so the, the theme this year coming from a million voices, and you've heard Jenny, Jenny Donnelly talk about this, pray fast, stand, pray fast, stand. And I'm going to add one more to that act. We need to take these things seriously this year, especially the fasting part. And as Americans, you know, I'm not, I don't have anybody in my mind necessarily right now as I'm saying this, we could go without a couple meals, okay? We could, we could do that. Is our country worth it? Are our kids and the next generations worth it? I think so. And I hope you do too. We're going to make it a regular thing here. And we have in the past here at On Fire Ministries, and we try to do this every month, the very beginning of the month, Take the first three days and pray and fast. And again, as God brings us new things to pray and fast for, that's awesome. But we can always pray for our church, for our family, for us, uh, for the country. 
Let's become warriors praying and fasting, standing through service, acting through testimony, and declaring the goodness of God all over this great land. We, uh, we talk about a lot here on uh, Patriot Radio. Sometimes people get depressed and they're like, ah, I don't want to listen to that anymore. And I, now if you're getting depressed listening to this, this charges me up because I want to pray for those things now. I want to, I want to pray over those things. I want to declare breakthrough there. I hope it does for you too, like I just said. That brings us to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. As we are are giving thanks, it says, in everything, give thanks. As we're going through 2024, and it is hard in some places, man, let's, let's rejoice that God has put us in this time. He has chosen us for this moment in history to be able to stand in a place where, where even the apostles are going to be like, hey, what happened in that time? Man, we, we, we actually, we were longing for the time that we would be alive in that time. And we wanted to be alive in that time, but you got to be alive in that time. Let's rejoice that God has put us here for a reason. Let's rejoice that he has put us in the greatest country in the history of the world. Let us rejoice that as Christians, we can still have an impact on the culture and that evil is being exposed and God is already on the move. And that is why the enemy is raging. Let's rejoice. So this says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, continues, do not quench the spirit, do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything. Hold firmly to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And this is a call for all of us. When the spirit starts moving, don't be the person who is beating the fellow laborers in the field. Don't be the person attacking fellow Christians creating ministries to do things like that and YouTube channels to do things like that. Don't be that person. Don't quench the spirit. Hold on to what is good. And there's evil in some people's lives. Sin's still there. People vaping. Yes, I said vaping. And yes, if you had a visceral reaction to that, that probably means you. People who are drinking, becoming drunk. And as they drink and become drunk, try to justify it. People who are raging at their families. We need to be honest as Christians, that those things are happening in our churches. We need to call that sin out. We need to deal with it. Because revival ultimately starts 
with us. And that brings us now to one of the funny videos that we have for today. I really, I hear this quite a bit when I debate people on the left. Like, like, like all they can do is like repeat what I said, right? And it, it really got kind of annoying, but somebody told me, say like, Matt, just understand they don't have anything else to say. They're going to repeat what you had to say. So God's word is repeated twice, or if it wasn't from the Lord, it was just uh, intellectual debate, then the truth is said twice. So don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, that's a good point. And God says that we should approach things, and specifically the kingdom, as a little child. So go ahead and roll the clip. So that's a toy cactus for all of you listening online. And it's mimicking the baby. Like a little child. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Travis, I think it's time right now. Like we need the dog. I think we need I need I think we need to also understand the power of a dog face. You know, you know. Dogs, they teach us a lot. Cat folks out there, I don't. please don't send me any meals. Okay? Dogs teach us a lot. They spend the majority of their lives looking up at their master. Okay, that teaches us a lot about how we should be with the Lord. They also give a face like that, where you're like, oh, wow. Like, I don't want to leave you either, buddy. Look at that. <laughs> that really teaches that we, we should never want to leave the Lord. And the Lord doesn't want to leave us either because he doesn't want to see a face like that. And because he loves us, he loved us first. Amen. So in the good versus evil segment today, we have kind of a, it's also funny. Okay. Now with greenhouse gases, as all of you know, there's been this whole push of greenhouse gas. You mean plant food? By the way, as there's more CO2 in the atmosphere, plants get greener, forests enlarge, and so nature has a way of balancing things out because the more CO2 there is, the more plants can be sustained, so they grow. Now, back during the, and, and I really believe that this is a viable theory, I lean toward it strongly. Back before the flood, there was a greenhouse effect happening in the atmosphere um, higher uh, concentrations of things like nitrogen in the air. That's why plant flora and fauna at that time were huge. We, we know they're huge because it's in the fossil record right now, but there was a greenhouse effect that was actually good for the planet. And that the, the planet at that time was watered by dew. Now, some people think that's controversial. I don't I think it's very well sustained, especially in the ancient records, but that's it. Okay, so we know that there's a greenhouse effect that is good for the earth, right? But these guys now, they come out and they're like, hey, we got to figure out some way to scam everybody. We got to figure out some way, some way to get more control mechanisms over people so we can have this one world government, 
this one world religion, and this one world economy. Hey, I know. Why don't we use CO2 or plant food, something that's been in existence for all time? Why don't we use that as the doorway to control people? And so they come out and they say things like, you know, we need to cut down on CO2. You mean human breath? How about you guys stop bloviating and maybe we'll get somewhere? I don't know. Anyway, so they attack cars and then people just started doing the math. They're like, hey, that's not going to have any effect at all, mathematically. The, the, the volcano exploding in Iceland will release more greenhouse gases in one event than can be removed by taking all the cars off the roads in the United States. People just started, they did the math. So it's a total scam, and people know it is, right? Because climate has always been changing, and it always will, because it's adjusting to what's happening. And the bigger reason is because God made it that way. All right, so they came out and they said, hey, we're going to have this climate conference, and we're going to talk about CO2. And now they're saying they didn't really succeed with the car thing, and and. You know, there's a whole bunch of hypocrisy, flying jets, when other people, you know, anyway. Then they said this. Cow farts are bad. Okay, so we need to cut down on cows. Now, what they're really saying is we want to eat steak, but you can't. Okay, that's what they're really saying. Because they always have these really nice dinners at these climate conferences, right? And they fly in in the Learjets, which they've probably been eating very well on there too. So filet mignon for thee, but, or filet mignon for me, but not for thee. Okay. So their attempt now is to get us to begin to eat bugs. They want us to have ground crickets and ground grasshoppers, etc., as our staple of protein. Right, because we got to cut down on the cows because of the greenhouse gases. And then some of the more radical ones have already started to kind of leak that, hey, you know, we need to cut down on personal methane coming out. And they tied it with population control. So they're like, well, you know, these other entities out there that are aborting little babies, that there is a population control agenda behind it. And it's very well documented going back to Margaret Sanger, for example, but more importantly to eugenics and a relative of Charles Darwin, which most people do not know. So they, they decided, okay, we're, we're going to kind of cover up the, the, Personal methane emissions, we're going to go after the cows because, you know, it's going to get people offended. When you tell people, stop breathing, you tell people to stop farting, I don't know. I mean, I think that's what they were thinking. They're like, hey, marketing-wise, we're going to go toward cows. So at the recent climate summit, John Kerry is expressing his indignation at the fact people aren't going along with all this garbage. And the centerpiece there is this push to end methane gas emissions. That is when, shall we call it fate? I don't know. 
I think it's actually the humor of God struck John Kerry and all of us. Roll the clip. Adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And, and the Wait a minute, did he just fart? Uh, or was it somebody next to him? That is what... <laughs> so... <sighs> you can't make this stuff up. He's excoriating everybody for not going along with methane emissions and then it appears now okay we got to be fair we don't know if it was john Kerry that farted there it could have been one of the other panel members or somebody picked it up on the mic or so i don't know but here's what we do know there was a methane gas emission and probably unwanted at the climate summit wow now Going next to the Jesus glorifying video. This isn't necessarily a video that we're going to show. I really just want to put this article up there um, and show what happened. So Monday Night Football, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence went down with a uh, leg injury. Uh, he tried, he was helped up, and then he went down again in pain. And this is when it, it turned really cool. So I don't know if you could put this... Uh, just picture up. But this is what happened that another player stopped. Didn't worry about all the fans and all the lights. Stopped and went ahead and knelt down in prayer for his injured opponent. Well done and glorifying Jesus in the midst of injury. What a, what a great example that is to all of us. So as we're coming against the left and the Marxists and the Antifa folks, and I'm going to give you an exclusive uh, to, this is something on Patriot Radio that we, we just know is happening around the country. And so we're going to put it out there, all right, because I think every church needs to hear this. But first, as, as we're talking to people and they're coming at us from a Marxist perspective and all these kind of things happen to them where maybe, maybe they get in a car wreck or something and this Marxist person that we, we know is there and all of a sudden we can actually pray for them. Those are the moments, those are the open doors that shatter everything else and build bridges. So don't discount that even standing, we could see something happen and we could actually speak into that and their lives can be changed forever. That we still need to pray for our opponents. Wow. Now, that brings us to an exclusive here on Patriot Radio. Across the country right now, there have been a multitude of incidents where it appears Antifa or other Marxist organizations are probing the security of churches. And I believe this is in the run-up to 2024 and the election. They are probing churches and also pastors 
in what appears to be a widespread and massive intelligence gathering effort, which I can only assume is to come against certain churches at a specific moment when riots begin to break out again as they're planning in 2024. So if you are listening to this and you uh, don't attend on, on fire ministries and you uh, go to a, a another church, another you're part of another ministry, fantastic, we bless you. Take this back to them and make sure that your vigilance is extremely heightened because these incidents are ramping up and these incidents are probing incidents to see if your security is actually good enough. And if it's not, they may put your church on a target list as a soft target for this run-up for these riots in 2024. So please be vigilant. The left, are they're angry. They're, they're violent. And so don't, don't discount it. Now, this is also something you can add to your prayer team. Your, your intercessors can be praying over this and the safety of the church as well. I want to give one incident. It happened here. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly when, but it happened uh, in the last year and a half. We had an individual come in with malintent. He came in actually to hurt people, and there was worship happening, and it was so strong on this guy that he could not be in the presence of God, and he ran out the back door, and our security went out and talked to him and found out he came in there to do harm, and he just couldn't stand in the presence of God. So there is, a, there is something to the presence of God in your church the prayer covering in your church, and then also at the same time being vigilant as well as Christians. Okay, so please go back to your ministries and tell them. This is not just isolated to Spokane. It's not isolated to Seattle. It's happening all over the country, and it appears to be part of a coordinated effort by the Marxists in this country to take stock of Christians in preparation for riots in 2024, okay? And that brings us now to the globalist front. Coming to us from Technocracy News, Smart Dust, what is it and how is it used? This is a brief primer. There's a video on here. Everybody, I think, needs to check this out. I want to go through this in detail and talk to you about why this is important. So... DARPA started this in the first place, and uh, of course it was for military operations of the battlefield, but imagine this. It's a cloud of sensors the size of a grain of sand or even smaller, blown aloft by a hurricane or winds or whatever, and picture an invisible sensor network now through those things being on the wind. Picture an invisible sensor network that could be embedded into a, a, a smart city's road network where they could identify available parking spaces in real time. Picture billions of nano sensors distributed over forests and other areas with fire hazards to detect a fire at its very beginning. Well, those are all good things, Pastor. Yes, they are. Or envision programmable smart dust that triggers an alarm signal when Invisible microcracks are detected in turbine blade. Well, that's also good, Pastor, isn't it? Well, 
Imagine smart dust to monitor at the nano level everything you do and everything that you say, all, of course, in real time as part of a social credit network to control people. Smart dust is revolutionary because these sensors can be put everywhere, anywhere. And they're even in narrow and difficult places can they be put. And they work without any human intervention because they're pre-programming. So this technology is expected to not only monitor building controls, pipelines, factory equipment, and drug-making processes, but also will lead to ubiquitous, autonomous, artificial intelligent computation near the end user, such as authentication, medical procedures, and say medical records as well, and healthcare monitoring, sensing and tracking, industrial supply chain monitoring, and defense applications. Wow. Although smart dust devices are not quite in the dust size category, Researchers hope to shrink these devices to the size of a speck of dust via nanotechnology very shortly. So, we, of course, can see how this could be used to control people, could also be used for a one-world economy. So, I want you to educate yourself on smart dust, and, and Travis is going to get a guest on here very soon who is an expert on smart dust, and we're going to talk a little bit about this because the, the technology in, in liquid form is actually already here. And that brings us next to the Pope. I, I feel like we need to pray for the Pope right now, Travis, seriously. Uh, apparently, the Pope was having some trouble. Uh, he said he was going to have his friend speak for him. He canceled his appearance there. Lord, we just lift the Pope up to you. And Lord, we, we pray that the veil over his eyes would be lifted. In your name, Jesus Christ, amen. Pope's statement to COP28 summit calls for the elimination of fossil fuels. Well, I wonder if he was envisioning John Kerry at that point. I don't know. Here's the thing. Fossil fuels bring freedom. That's why they want to take it away from you. That's why they want to have everything electrified, because if it can be electrified, it can be turned off. But if I've got a gas lawnmower, I can fill it up anytime I want to and drive it. If I have a car, I can fill it in anytime I want to and drive it. Okay, so fossil fuels are freedom. And by the way, the deep hot biosphere theory is gaining more and more credibility. And the idea behind that is quite simple that Oil actually is the result of a natural process from deep within the earth and that also water results from it as well. That's why there were oil fields that were supposed to have been emptied but are now refilling. And oh, by the way, again, if you do the math, the amount of carbon that would have been destroyed in the flood does not account for the amount of carbon that is being taken out and has already been discovered. So we're going to get an expert on that as well, the deep hot biosphere theory, as we move forward into 2024. Everybody needs to hear this. We have more, we have so much natural gas, I think it's 400 years reserved natural gas here in the United States of America. We have more oil, more natural gas than we could ever possibly use. We are net and we should be a net ex exporter. 
of these things. We should not be importing from nations that want to kill us and giving them money. That brings us to the China front. Well, surprise, surprise, China harvests DNA globally from pregnant women and fetuses. Lord help us. That is that is horrendous. So China is trying to harvest DNA from every known people group in every locality and race in the world. Now, I'm not going to use the term race because that is linguistically wrong. It is actually ethnicity, okay, that they're trying to get to. Uh, they're trying to get this from every known ethnicity around the world. Why? To develop selective bioweapons to target certain groups. Look, the Chinese have been wide open about this. General cheese secret speech, unrestricted warfare. Wide open about this stuff. The Chinese have been talking about it for a long time that they want to develop this capability to target a specific ethnicity of people. Anybody want to guess who they want to target? Americans. They even said they wanted to depopulate the United States of America. Many believe that goal year is 2026, which is why there was this weird uh, population website that showed a massive drop of population in the United States for no reason. I, I talked about this on the radio show, I think, seven years ago while I was in the legislature. So look, communist China is gaining a, a significant strategic advantage through its application of artificial intelligence to DNA editing technologies, according to a British lawmaker. The CCP, which rules China as a single-party state, would wield unprecedented amount of power if it could do this. China now has a head start on applying AI to genomics, which is gene sequencing, which poses a significant threat to our collective national security. You think? So the question is, what's the United States Intelligence Services doing about this? That's really the question. So... Keep that in mind next time you want to support China or support a business who wants to have dinner with a dictator. Just saying. All right. So moving next to open source intelligence coming to us from the Philippines. The Philippines has constructed a new Coast Guard facility on the disputed island of Thetu in the South China Sea. The station includes a three-story facility with state-of-the-art surveillance equipment, such as radar and surveillance or radar and satellite communication equipment. It's very interesting. National Security Advisor for the Philippines said during a visit to the island that the behavior of the Chinese Coast Guard, People's Liberation Army Navy, and Chinese militias are sometimes unpredictable. They do not adhere to international order, the rule of law, and what they're describing as gray zone tactics are pure bullying, and it's purely illegal. So they put this out there to now monitor the movements of the Chinese naval uh, militias. Now, I just, just to put this into context, the Chinese have these huge fleets of fishing ships that are part of their intelligence organizations. They not only gather information, but they're used as a gray zone attack vector. Let me put it in common terms. They're using these commercial fishing, fishing vessels to block 
other nations' fishing vessels. So that's economic warfare. And also to intimidate them. So this is, this is what I mean when I'm saying gray zone tactics here. All right. So that said, the Philippines, these are the, each time they do this on one of these islands or shoals, these are all potential flashpoints that we're going to keep our eyes on. That moves us next to Indopac News. Chinese militia ships swarm Julian Felipe Reef in Western Philippine Sea. You can see the picture here, how they do this. Oh, we're just fishing. At least 135 Chinese militia ships are swarming Julian Felipe Reef in the Western Philippine Sea during a patrol by the, the Philippine Coast Guard on Saturday. Separate patrols carried out by the PCG and the Armed Forces of the Philippines in mid-November had observed the illegal presence of at least 111 Chinese ships on the reef located 324 kilometers west of this country's territory there. But this is, so you kind of see the distance part of this. But this is interesting. The Chinese ships were challenged on radio, but they didn't respond. The ships were then dispersed and scattered around the reef. So it's clearly coordinated. And you see this ramp up again. If this window passes for China to invade Taiwan here in December, then you're going to see this continue into 2024. That brings us next on the China front to Indopac News, Nikkei Asia. In Taiwan crisis, Japan to play role uh, a role like Poland to Ukraine because of the geography that is there. So they're basically saying that that is not only why Japan is militarizing, but also saying that that is going to be part of it. Now, if Japan is dragged in, the United States is dragged in, South Korea is dragged in. So what it's really conveying as a message is if China decides to do something to Taiwan, that even if it's a blockade, that this very likely will be a spark for a world war. And it's interesting, too, it explains why the United States is now refurbishing its bases from World War II on some of these islands all the way in the Pacific because the United States is preparing to leapfrog over there with supplies, but Japan is already in the vicinity and therefore should be the large supply base. All right. That comes, or next, uh, we're going to bring up Indo-Pac News, Taiwan to point U.S.-supplied HIMARS at China. Taiwan sending troops to the United States for training on HIMARS and M1 tanks with planned deliveries of the top-end weapons in 2024. Taiwanese troops are slated to receive specialized training to operate these HIMARS. And last month, Taiwanese news reported that Taiwan will send 114 personnel to the U.S. for training on M1A2 tanks. I want to step back for a second, just kind of give a, a strategic and tactical perspective. What the Chinese really fear is a bunch of man-portable and vehicle-portable weapon systems that are anti-ship, anti-air, and anti-boat. And I'm sorry, anti-boat, anti-armor. So anti-ship, anti-air, anti-armor. 
They want to have, that's what the Chinese fear, and that's why Taiwan wants to have these man-portable and vehicle-portable weapons throughout the island because it will make it extremely resilient. Now, Taiwan is a separate nation. Chiang Kai-shek fled the communists and Mao Zedong, the largest mass-murdering dictator in the history of the world, by numbers, by raw numbers, and fled to Taiwan. It was, a, it was intended to be a separate nation. They w- didn't want communism. So, so all of this, you know, kind of like cover our eyes to the reality of China-Taiwan has been a ridiculous U.S. policy since World War II, period. Because it was U.S. leadership that helped Mao Zedong rise to power. Totally separate show, totally separate subject, but you can read about some of these things. And you can read about how Chiang Kai-shek particularly was effectively betrayed by U.S. leadership. So, and to name names specifically, George Catlin Marshall. So there are, there is a history here a lot of people don't understand, they don't realize. And Taiwan now realizing that it may be having to stay on its own for a little while is arming up accordingly, and that's why they're buying these weapon systems specifically. That brings us also next to Indopac News how China is upgrading its air bases for war with Taiwan. Air bases along China's southeast coast have undergone significant infrastructure upgrades in recent years. And you can actually see the pictures here of these uh, air bases as, as it zooms in. If we could uh, take a look at the massive improvements there. They're also expecting retaliation. That's why you see hardened shelters is part of that. And it's also why you see the dispersing of equipment because they're expecting retaliation. So China clearly arming for war. That brings us next to open source intelligence. America's defense industry is struggling to achieve the the kind of speed and responsiveness to stay ahead in the high-tech arms race with China. And the first national defense industrial strategy is expected to be released soon. Well, we need here here's here's what needs to happen. It's actually kind of simple. Get out of the way of American entrepreneurs and release American entrepreneurs here in the United States to start manufacturing again. Get knock off all of the ridiculous environmental regulations so that people can mine again, people can make steel again. It's very easy. We can we have enough factory bases right now that we could retool them in six months and be running again. The question is just will. And by the way, there's more than enough people in the workforce to do this. It's just a matter of will. And that's really what we kind of, we need to drill down on as part of this. What's the will? And that's going to play a big part in the election in 2024. That brings us now to and magazine, and the Middle East front. The Middle East front, man, it has been heating up recently. Al-Qaeda is attempting to acquire nuclear weapons. Where is the Biden administration? So, former experts from Pakistan, and by the way, Pakistan is in turmoil right now 
So with Kabul's support, the Pakistani Taliban are expanding the scope of their operations daily and directly targeting Pakistani security forces. It's declared intent of the Pakistani Taliban to topple the government in Islamabad and declare a new Islamic terrorist state in Pakistan. Pakistani military is riddled with individuals who sympathize with these jihadists and want the same thing. Pakistani Major General Ahmed Sharif is the son of Sultan Bashir, the guy who in 2001 was discussing building Osama bin Laden, an atomic bomb. Yeah, I would say that this is kind of a big issue and that the destabilization over there is another gigantic issue. So that's why it it does appear that in the Middle East particularly, war is going to continue to expand here in the near term. Which brings us now to OSINT Defender. Palestinian sources say that a senior Hamas leader has arrived at the hospital and is currently receiving treatment following an Israeli airstrike. Well, the information is unconfirmed. Further reports after that claim that he had been killed. So we're going to keep our eyes on this and confirmations that are coming out. Bottom line is, the Israelis are very determined to take out senior Hamas leadership and destroy any vestige of Hamas government that might be left. Which brings us next to Israeli Forces Raid Command Center of Hamas General Security Service in Gaza. Troops seize weapons and intel materials. Uh, I, we're just going to see a lot more coming out as they process these intel materials. I just want to say clearly for the record, somebody supporting Hamas is dangerously ignorant. And you need to read Sword and Scimitar and the 1,400-year battle between jihadis and the West. That brings us also to OSINT Defender. Sources have reportedly told uh, an Israeli publication that almost every Arab leader uh, during behind-the-talk scenes with Israeli officials, including several Gulf states, have told them, quote, not to end the war with Hamas until the terrorist organization is totally destroyed, end quote, with many seeing Hamas as a domestic enemy. It's a little bit different view than you may have heard in the past, but it is the correct view. And that brings us next to an update with the Gaza war map. The IDF has announced an advance into southern Gaza and now the battle for Khan Yunus the second largest city in Gaza has begun. Uh, Travis, we can pull up uh, a quick view of this map. You see that in the, the north part of Gaza, the Israeli forces have effectively uh, circled, and they are now methodically moving north to south, east to west, uh, to close the final gaps there uh, around Gaza City, and now they're moving into the south part of Gaza. They are not going to stop, and I don't think anybody is going to stop them. Next on... The Russia-Ukraine front. We have, man, I'm telling you, there is just so much here. This is absolutely incredible. We have a ton, but I'm going to hopefully get through another three or four articles here quickly. Ukrainian media is claiming that an explosion at a key railroad in Russia's Far East was the result of Ukrainians, uh, Ukraine's uh, security services. The explosion occurred 20 November in a key tunnel almost six, uh, 5,000 kilometers from Ukraine's borders. I, this is huge, okay? First of all, the great weakness in Russia has always been its long rail line and 
Siberia. Siberia is its weakness. They put a lot of manufacturing in Habarovsk at the end of the rail line there. And that manufacturing during World War II, Stalin knew that Japan was not going to invade Russia because he had a spy in the Japanese imperial court. And so he decided, I'm going to put all of my manufacturing there and then move it along rail all the way to the west. So therefore, that manufacturing would never be touched. So that manufacturing in the east is the great Achilles heel of Russia. So the Ukrainians understand this and they went near Lake Baikal, actually, nearing that part of the rail line. And they, they had explosives, it appears, in the tunnel, waited for uh, train cars, I think with fuel in them or oil in them, waited till they came over and blew them up and destroyed the tunnel to degrade Russian logistics coming west. Many people should take note of this. Russia is not as strong as people make out. They just aren't. And this is one of the key logistics uh, vulnerabilities that General George Patton recognized and why he was advocating that two Marine divisions be parked off the coast of Siberia because the Russians know that they don't have enough troops to cover both fronts. And that was then. That's also the same right now. Again, from sources on the ground, we have heard that Russian troops have been pulled out of Finland to, to go down to Ukraine. Now, that brings us to the last two things internationally. First, Argentina coming to us from open source intelligence. And uh, make sure, Travis, you got that. Okay, we, we have seen a huge uptick in South America. Things going on. Bottom line with this is that Javier Malay has said they are not going to join BRICS and they've made that official announcement. I'm sure that is not going to sit well with China. And lastly, Visegrad 24, Venezuela claims that 10 million people voted in a referendum to incorporate the oil-rich Esquibo region of the neighboring state of Guyana into Venezuela. It looks like there may be a war in the offing down in South America right now. Isn't it so weird how the communists always get like 90 plus percent in their elections? Really is who counts the elections that matters. And that is your extended briefing for today. But remember all of this. God has put us in this time to speak the truth, intercede in prayer, to pray, fast, stand, and act. And if we do that in the coming year, if we really do it, not just talk about it, we really do it, not only are we going to see America saved in a day, we'll see Washington State saved in a day, we will see this country transformed and the world transformed because America will once again be that shining beacon on a hill, a beacon of hope, a beacon of freedom for us and the generations to follow. This is Matt Shea. Thank you for joining me on Patriot Radio today. May God bless all of you. And he is making this generation the greatest one. The awakening is here. Keep up the fight.